welcome. You're connected. Hey, Diamond. Hey. <laughs> How are you this day? Great. You? Good, good. So welcome. I thank you for joining me for my episode two. I'm excited. Um, welcome, everybody. Thank you for tuning in. Um, I'm going to just go over what week one was about. Week one was the start of the village. And I had my mother on as we talked about what the village looked like back in our day. So this week, mm -hmm. I'm excited to have Diamond with us, who's, if she wants to share her beautiful age with us, she can, but in her 20s. Um, <laughs> and I just want to get uh, get your perspective of what the village looked like during your childhood, um, because you're the same age, well, what, one year younger than Jamal? Yes. Okay, so you guys grew up in the same era, um, and I want to get a perspective from your generation, what the village looked like. Um, my purpose of these podcasts are to eventually end up with a support system in a village so that we cre can create one for the younger generation because I feel like it's lost and I feel like it's necessary to rebuild and recreate the village. And in my perspective, I think it starts with women. Like we're the ones who are raising the children, making sure, well, most of us, I won't take away from the dads who raise right. kids. So that village, that village can be extended to men also who have daughters who needs a village. Uh, but I created this sister circle um, for me and my sisters, my the women that I know, so that we can get the conversation flowing. Um, at the end of the day, what I want is I want to create that circle in a safe space, whether it be inside the schools or whether it be um, a place that I have to bring young girls on a weekly basis to have an after-school feel like we used to have back in the day, <laughs> that after-school feel. Because when I talk to kids nowadays, they don't even know what rec centers are or what fun looks like after school or just having that. Um, I know a couple of young ladies who have their kids and Girl Scouts, but it's not as widespread as it used to be. Mm -hmm. So it's, to me, it, it would look like teenagers and Girl Scout kind of like, but learning life skills, getting together, building a bond, um, I think when we were, when I was in high school, and, and then you can speak on it too. When I was in high school, like I graduated from Mumford and it was mm -hmm. like, you just had this beef with somebody who graduated from the East side, uh, East side high school for no reason. You just had this mm -hmm. territorial beef. And then when you get to college and you meet somebody and it's like, Oh, you went to that school. Oh, you're not that bad. And it's like, okay, I wasn't that bad in high school either, but what's your point? <laughs> so <laughs> um, I think if young ladies start to build that gap in high school or even middle school and had that, had that foundation to go to college, it would be less riffraff. Everybody can join together. You might have lifelong friendships out of some of them. Mm -hmm. um, so tell me a little bit like, when you were young, do you feel like you had a village? Did you have one? Did you not? What did your, what did you feel your childhood was like? Um, honestly, I didn't have a big village. My mm -hmm. village was really just my mom and her best friend. 
um, my mom and her best friend been friends since like they was eight or nine. So okay. when my mom grew up, she kind of, she was our mom and dad. So she was like real protective. Mm-hmm. Um, if anything, my godmom people helped is what I was told. Like they used to babysit us when she needed it. They um, helped her learn how to, you know, grow up because she had us young. Um, so honestly, I don't, I don't really consider my neighbors being a part of my village. Like I said, she didn't talk to people. Mm-hmm. But her friends was her family, which made them our family. Okay, so, which makes that's sense. That's who we were raised by. And I think Jamal had the same thing. I didn't talk to the neighbors. <laughs> I, <laughs> I I didn't. I mean, he rarely went outside, I think, in the neighborhoods same. I stayed in. And <laughs> so <laughs> our village was tight-knit for him also. Um, I think his dad and I, we communicated well enough to keep like that parental side. Like we we eh, we were on the same page most of the times, but it was like his two separate families, but not necessarily like neighbors and stuff. Like his dad, Jamal probably had the barber shop and stuff like that. People who came out for his birthdays and did stuff for him. Mm-hmm. But his village, Jamal's village, actually was my the daycare that he went to. Mrs. Brooks, Mrs. Brooks, and Mr. Brooks, um, they were like an older couple, but when I say they raised Jamal, <clears throat> if it wasn't for them, Lord, because they had <laughs> him from like, he was a baby until he went to kindergarten, and they taught him, I mean, they even potty trained him, so that was, that was my village for Jamal, and my mother, of course, and my sisters, my friends, um, so he had a small village, too. So do you feel like, like now that you're in your 20s, do you feel like the village is important? Like when you decide to, you know, have a family, do you do you feel like the village is important or do you feel like it should stay in the family? Absolutely, because honestly, family is not always family. I mm-hmm. feel like who treats you like family is family. So okay. it takes more than one person to raise a child because I learned from different people just watching so i feel like a village is important and we don't have a village no more like we can't even trust our neighbors no more that's why we couldn't go outside because if we do right. go outside we had to sit on the porch everybody not <laughs> right so <laughs> i feel like it is important it's very so, important so and i just want you to know i want to extend to let you know that a village doesn't have to start or stop and you being um, in your 20s, that I want you to know that I want to be a part of your village, whether you're, you know, whether you're talking to Jamal or not, you know, that's not my business. <laughs> but know that you have a village with me, me and my friends. So if there's things you need, things you need to talk about, how to navigate through that, those 20s, mm-hmm. you, you can come to me, you could, you could kick it with me because it doesn't stop just because you're grown. Because you're in a new chapter in your life and mm-hmm. it still takes a village. It still takes someone to um, to help you navigate. Because in my 20s, I felt um, I was a single parent. So right. I worked I worked at um, a car factory and I mainly worked. So it to me, I think I lost a lot of time raising my son 
because I had to get to the bag to make sure he had a roof over his head. Mm -hmm. So I paid someone to raise him. So in between Ms. Brooks and my mother, who's also Ms. Brooks, um, he was, I was paying for somebody to raise him. And then when I decided to leave, it was just because of that. I left, I left the plant good money, uh, nevertheless, but I felt it was more important um, to raise my son. So I just asked God, like, God be with me um, because I was too tired to do anything. So mm -hmm. my sister would fill in for me to go to his games. Um, I would be sleeping in the car during practice because I couldn't go sit in there. You know, I would try, but I was always tired. So mm -hmm. the village, my mother would go to his games. They would pick him up, take him. His dad just about went to every game. So I'm thankful for that. But as a mother, I felt bad. So yeah. I made a decision to um, say, God, I, I need your assistance on this. You know, I still need a roof over our head, you know, everything, the essentials, but I want to raise my child. And so when I did leave, it gave me more wiggle room to be present in his school um, as far as parent-teacher conference, because his daddy was really doing parent-teacher conference. Um, and just being there for the games and stuff. So, um, sometimes you got to change your, your scenario also as a parent and right. not just put everything on a village. So, and with you, cause you have younger siblings, right? Yes. <laughs> so, so you got, so you're like the village, the big sister village for them. But do you feel like, um, do you feel like like your youngest sister? I know she's what ten, eleven, or something like that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You feel like she has her village, like, or is it How? still just? <laughs> I'm this girl's second mother. <laughs> <laughs> and and my oldest sister was ours. I I'm the youngest of three. Mm -hmm. Um, my old my oldest sister, uh, unfortunately, she she had to uh, <laughs> step in <laughs> as far as babysitting and. I wanted to go everywhere she went, even though she didn't allow it. Mm -hmm. um, don't be that sister, okay? I'm going to tell you. I, I <laughs> listen to episode one. Don't, don't hang your sister out the window like my sister did me. <laughs> um, if she get on your nerves, just send, just send her to her room. That's all it takes. You don't have to do that. <laughs> but um, I, to me, like when I, and I don't know if you see this when you meet because in your 20s, you still like, you, you know, see teenagers and stuff. Mm -hmm. How do you how do you think these teenagers are right now? Like in your 20s, what do you see these teenage the girls? How do you how do you view the girls that are growing up right now? Honestly, let me just say this. I am proud to have a strict mother looking back because I never understood why she was so strict. But mm -hmm. now that I'm older and to look at the younger, younger generation, I see why. They're too grown. They're too Amen. wild. They're too. I can't. They out of pocket. They out of pocket. They wear makeup, weave down to their butts. Um, yes. Talk about changing their body. Just, just wild. Mm -hmm. Like honestly, so now you know what I found. I don't know. You know what I find funny? You know, because where I work. Um, the girls, oh my God, they got more tattoos than me and my friends put together. 
it's wow. a, I'm like, who who authorized this? <laughs> who who allowed <laughs> you? I mean, tattoos, piercing. It's crazy. Um, they have listen. These kids have done drugs. I didn't. Even, I've never heard of. When I was back yeah. in my smoke, it might have smoked a little something. But the <laughs> the drugs that these kids touch, it's I'm outrageous. Like, I'm like, that's a drug. You do what with that? Like, it's so. And the first thing I always say to them is, "Where's your mama?" That'd be the first question. Every but they mom just be as bad. They mothers be just as bad, and it's like I be telling, I be saying in my head, like I want to fight your parents so bad. Like I really be saying that in my head. <laughs> like I just want to fight your parents because I don't get it. I don't get where the disconnect comes from, mm-hmm. and I don't get why women that are younger than me that have kids feel the need to be their their kids' friends. Exactly. Cause I listen to kids talk to their mother and they use a profanity. They calling them bro. <laughs> they, um, they, they beating up their parents and be like, you know, I only did that. Cause you put your hands on me first. And I'd be like, huh? I'd be like, nah, Darlene would have knocked my teeth <laughs> down my throat, out my behind. Had I said the stuff that some of these kids say to their mothers. And I, and it's amazing to me. Mm-hmm that the kids are getting away with it. And, I'm, and I've asked several, I continuously ask girls all the time, what's missing in your life? And they say it, they say direction, structure, mm-hmm. um, just the par- uh, parental guidance, period. Like mm-hmm. I I meet girls all the time to be like, my mama don't care where I go, what I do. I'm like, so your mama don't care if you come up missing? I'm like, cause girls come up missing every day. So you telling me mm-hmm. your mama don't care about if you come up missing? She care, but I mean, she don't be in my business like that. I'm like, you got business? <laughs> like, I didn't, I didn't know kids had business. <laughs> so by me, I think working where I work right now and the past jobs where I worked at the girl shelter and the kids shelter, I think to me, I've done enough research to build up to this Crystal Pearl sister circle. Right. Where now I know why kids are the way they are. I got enough information so that I can put this all together and ask other women to join me into recreating the village. Mm-hmm. Um, because that's that's what is mainly lacking, um, period. Like, if your mother can't do it, neighbor so-and-so should be able to let you come over every day after school and get a good meal and make sure your homework getting done or an after school program or somebody that they could just call. It shouldn't be that you have a probation officer that you got to call in order for you to have your life right. Exactly. Um, so that, that's just my thought process. It's like, so what do you, okay. Um, what do you suggest I do like moving forward? Cause this, this to me, the, the COVID thing kind of prompted me to do a podcast. I'm like, mm-hmm. I can't get into the schools. Do you have any suggestions for me moving forward? Like how to get a hold of these young girls and bring them into the village? Honestly, people are different. So I really wouldn't know exactly how to give advice on that. But what you're doing is a good start though. Okay. So, um, 
the best way is through the internet. But the problem is, do they respond? Everybody funny acting. So it really depends. I don't really have advice on that part. I'm not good at reaching out. I'm not even going to lie. Well, that's true. And, and I was nervous because I'm not a record my voice type of person. Mm-hmm. Um, eventually, I know that I would want to make li- go live and have this conversation back and forth where people can comment. So I know I got to step up my game and I don't have Instagram. I don't have uh, if Twitter still exists. I don't have all that. I just got Facebook. See, you need all so, of it. <laughs> yeah. See, I don't have none because I'm just like, shouldn't one platform be enough? Um, somebody else was telling me eventually I should do YouTube um, videos mm-hmm. that way people can go on there. So I'm gradually stepping up. And I appreciate everybody so far that has joined the group on Facebook um, and has been given feedback. Um, and I, I think that's a start, but I, I just got to figure out, um, like with COVID being in our life right now, this pandemic, mm-hmm. how would I be able to reach the youth and get it out to the youth? Um, so that I got to figure that part out. I say Facebook and YouTube. YouTube's international, like you never know who watching you. And then Facebook is a good platform because I ain't gonna lie, I watch a lot of stuff on Facebook. Mm-hmm. There's a bunch of good stuff on there. And with short little podcasts, oh, it's gonna blow up for sure because not everybody <laughs> doing stuff like this. I, I hope so. I hope so. And I, I encourage everybody to invite friends, positive friends. Um, I let everybody know right now I can go from you know, I could switch. So make sure you positive. Make sure you bring it positivity <laughs> to my podcast and to my Facebook page in Jesus' name. Yes. So um, I'm just looking for the positive sisters and the ones that understand where I'm coming from. Like today does not look like yesterday, period. And that genuinely cares. Yes. From the heart. Yes. Like genuinely yes. cares. Yep. Moving forward, I got other young ladies that I'm going to reach out to that I used to work with. And hopefully I was part of their village through the times that they needed a village. Um, Hopefully I can get them on to tell me their story. Um, Next week, I'm going to have my best friend, one of my best friends um, on there. And we're going to talk about like quality of friendship, quality and like long term. So, but okay. I think quality is more important than how long you've been friends. It's about what you pour into each other. Exactly. So, um, I have a few friends that I've been with, been friends with since 91, since seventh grade. And mm. I know, um, so Ebony, she'll be on with me next week and I got to get Marita on. Um, mm. So we, we're just going to talk about what you pour into each other. That's, that's. Mm-hmm. Let me know when I'm wrong. Let me know what I'm right. Uplift me. Encourage me. Send me a prayer. Prayer. Pray with me. Because mm-hmm. uh, I feel like I should be able, and, and this should go for you and your friends, if we can party mm-hmm. together and we can drink club together, we dang sure be able to be able to hold hands and pray together. Exactly. Uh, we got to be able to encourage to be each other's village for our children. Um. I think I was like the friend that nobody brought their kid around, honestly, because <laughs> I was <laughs> I had your kids sitting in the same spot when you come back, like, don't move, don't touch nothing. 
So <laughs> I wasn't the babysitter friend, but I'm the friend that'll show up to a birthday party with a gift. <laughs> and I was the friend that'll, you know, talk to your kid over the phone. But I don't think nobody ever asked me to really watch their kid. Yeah. Oh, my mama watched everybody. <laughs> oh, yeah. See, my mama, no. Nah, she, she listen. Big hearted person. She was mean, but she's such a sweetheart to where it's like, oh, I gotta meet her your mom. Everything. My mom raised all wow. my cousins for real. That's so awesome. She was the village to them. Okay. So you gotta invite crazy. your mom to the, uh, you know, send her the podcast. And oh, she if she has story. Facebook, huh? <laughs> I said, you said she, she have, have a story. story. Oh, we gotta get her on then and and invite her to the Facebook page if she has Facebook mm-hmm. and get her in so <clears throat> we can get her perspective and she could be part of the village because it take listen, I'm gonna need I'm gonna need an army. I, I need backup on this. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> I need all the women I can get. Um and all like I said, if you know teenagers, if you know somebody who needs the mentorship. Needs mm-hmm. a safe space, needs somebody to talk to. Those are the kids that I want to gravitate towards. And when school is back in session where we can actually go into the schools to have these groups, I want to be prepared. I want to exactly. get, uh, you know, know what schools these girls go to that need need this village. So mm-hmm. this is, the like I said, this is the beginning. I'm excited. I'm thankful and uh, grateful that you were able to take a part in this and moving forward because I also want you ladies who have your own businesses to put that on the Facebook page it's okay to you know put your business on there so we can network so feel free to put your business on there and let people know what you do so we can get hey we want to put coins in your pocket too (laughs) I want to get some coins but I want to see my sisters network and support each other because that's what it's about. Like I said, it's not even only about teenagers. Adults need mm-hmm. support. So True. we need to come together and support one another. So anybody listening to the podcast, if you have a business, put it on that Crystal Crystal Pearls page and let us know what you're doing. Um, invite us to stuff. Um, it's okay. As long as it's positive and long as, you know, I'm okay with that but let's okay. network. Um, but I thank you for taking some, some time out your life. You did good, I think. I appreciate it. <laughs> I, I appreciate you. And I listen, I just want to go on record, y'all. I appreciate this young lady for being in my son's life, y'all. Y'all don't understand, child. I, I'm going to keep her. If he don't keep her, I'm going to keep her. <laughs> Amen. If you ain't listen, baby, you stuck with me. <laughs> No, I keep so much. I tell him all the time, like you have such a good parents. Like I love you, especially you and Nana. Y'all sir. Nana, listen, Nana, the funniest person alive. That's all I can say. <laughs> That's and I, you know what? I actually uh, compliment his dad doing the the Sunday dinner thing with you guys mm-hmm. and inviting all of the um, you know better halves and stuff over there and doing a family thing that's that's the village that's what's needed um mm-hmm. so I'm so thankful that he does that even though he's always been like a holiday parent and all you know doing the, the family thing 
but that that Sunday thing you guys do, he does is awesome. So, I, and I hope that's something that can be passed down to when you guys, you know, the siblings have kids and families that you guys will keep that tradition. Um, so he's setting a tradition which should be carried down. So I think that's awesome. Like I tell Jamal, yes. all the time, you guys, y'all can come out here for some nachos and you know, play some mm. cards. I know y'all don't want to drive this far, but <laughs> more than welcome to come out here and and hang with me. Um, but I just want to thank you, and I think we can wrap this up today. <laughs> and I appreciate. It. Thank you for having me. Thank you, and I will talk to you later. Okie dokie. All right. All right. See you. Bye. Bye. Bye.